A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. The most important thing you can do to prepare for your holidays is to get your updated COVID vaccine. Bruh. And if you get it now, you'll be protected in time for winter holiday gatherings. Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. And welcome to Connect Those Dots right here, a humble little podcast on a humble little holiday. Yes. Merry Christmas, a first ever Connect Those Dots Christmas. And uh, I love Christmas. I like to get into the Christmas vibes. I like to listen to Christmas music. I like to have the tree nice and bright on, lit as much as I possibly can. Uh, Christmas lighting and ambience, the whole thing. I love the whole... uh, motif of Christmas and uh, obviously getting closer to God you love more of what Christmas uh, actually stands for and why we celebrate Christmas in the first place you know a lot of people out there they try to demonize Christmas you know say it's a capitalistic sort of mascot that they dangle out in front of people and make money off consumerism and all that stuff. And, you know, that, that is true. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with that notion necessarily. But, of course, people are always going to use things for their advantage. So it's, it's not Christmas that necessarily is the problem. It's the way that it's been subverted for uh, the opportunists of the world to be used for a certain gain. You know, of course, that's everything we deal with in this world and Christmas is not exempt from it even though it's a holy day one of the most holy days that doesn't stop these people from infecting and hijacking it and of course there's all the hate for Christmas that's the other thing too I don't celebrate Christmas you can't say Merry Christmas Happy Holidays is what you have to say. I say Merry Christmas personally. And uh, everybody I always say it to says it right back to me. (laughs) Except for one lady. She was like, I I don't celebrate Christmas. Jesus could pay me when he returns. That's what what she said. Which, okay, that's an original take. You know, whatever. But that's the other, that's the subversion. That's the consumerism. That's the association that Christmas has been distorted into. A lot of people try to subvert things. Oh, that star on your Christmas tree, it's a, it's a satanic star. You don't even know that it's a satanic star. You don't even know that the gifts are from a pagan holiday of Saturnalia. No, 
I'm not celebrating Saturnalia. I'm celebrating Christmas. You can celebrate Saturnalia all you want. You can demonize it and do jump ropes in your head and mental gymnastics all you want. And, you know, subvert Christmas as this bad thing. But it's not. It's a celebration of Jesus Christ. And we give gifts to each other because the three wise men gave gifts during the birth of Jesus Christ. And we have a star on our Christmas tree because the star is what led them to Jesus. So... There you go. There's your little lesson. It's not Saturnalia. (laughs) It's Christmas. But with everything that's going on in our world, it's harder to really get in that Christmas spirit. You know, when you're looking at all of the things going on around you, it just takes you out of that energy that you really want to resonate with. That is that, that Christmas joyous, holy energy. And as we know, here on Connect Those Dots, as we cover all the time, we know that it's not just a coincidence. We know that it's all done by design. But truly, why is it all done by design? Is it just these world controllers, these globalists, whatever you want to call them, Illuminati, World Economic Forum, shadow government people... Is it just them deciding that they want to dominate and that they want to subvert everything? No. We all know that it's not them making the decision. It's something else making the decision for them. It's a different energy that they're resonating with than you or I. It's a different frequency that they are tapping into than the frequency that you or I is seeking to tap into. So, on this Christmas episode of Connect Those Dots, I think it's really important for all of us to understand why we live in the world that we live in. What is infecting this world that we live in? And um, I think you all know the answer to that deep down, especially if you're an avid dot connector. The reason it's so hard to tap into that Christmas spirit is because we live in a satanic world. This is a truth that we need to face head on. This is something that we all really need to get a good grasp on, especially moving forward into this satanic world because it's only going to get more and more blatant. It's only going to get it's only going to get more and more in your face the more you pretend that it doesn't exist. So these are the dots that we need to connect right now. And I think the best way for all of us to connect these dots right here is from this poem that was made in 1965. That's how far we are in the future. You're in 2023. You're about to be in 2023. You're a week away from 2023. But this poem is from a fella uh, named Paul Harvey... And Paul Harvey was a radio broadcaster back in the day for ABC. And um, I think he hits it really perfectly on the head with this poem. And the name of this poem is If I Were the Devil. And we're going to pretty much reflect on every single stanza of the poem. And we're going to connect them to what's been going on in the world all around us. And we can see from this poem 
We are living in this world that's being described. I think it's important for us to recognize all of these parallels and all of these dots that connect, especially in, during the time of Christmas, to not just rest on our laurels, to not just get comfortable, to mentally be conditioned for what's coming ahead and to anticipate everything coming ahead. If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. Want to engulf the whole world in darkness. You know, what are we seeing here? We're seeing darkness constantly be pushed on us everywhere we go. From the entertainment, to the children's cartoons, to the fashion, to people's just outlook on life and the general public's just status quo disposition, how everybody walks around mopey and dark and in a low frequency state, you know? Nobody's just high energy anymore. Nobody walks around shining or glowing. Everybody's so sunken. And that's what engulfing the world in darkness is. I mean, you could take that the literal standpoint, too, with, you know, Bill Gates' operation to block out the sun. But, you know, we're not going to cross that. <laughs> we're not going to cross that threshold with Since this. the beginning of time, man has yearned to destroy the sun. I will do the next best thing. Block it out. Down to zero. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population. What is, that, what is that supposed to mean? Well, we understand that the banks really own all the real estate. You know, even if you own your own home, if you buy a home, you're still paying your mortgage and the bank can repossess, repossess your property, your home. So it, you don't technically own it. The banks, the corporations, the non-governmental organizations that build welfare homes and, and um, easy public living stations now that we're all getting and BlackRock, Vanguard buying up just just unbelievable amounts of real estate just in the past two years. And everything going on with the whole real estate market lately, it's very uncertain because it's not owned by you. Then the poem says, uh, I would have four-fifths of its population. And that's what we talk about all the time with the mass psychosis. And the poem is going to get even more into that. Four-fifths. That's why everybody walks around zombified. That's why they're called hackable animals. Humans are now hackable animals. But I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So the means thy inner self. That means the Holy Spirit. That means the collective consciousness that we can all resonate with and the potential that we all hold in ourselves as human beings. Any human being is capable of anything. That's that unlimited potential that we were gifted with. But to seize thee, the ripest apple, thee means you, means us, means me. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. Why would the Prince of Darkness want to take over the United States? Because it was created for religious freedom. One. And it put God first. Two. And it is the 
shining example across the world of human liberty and freedom, freedom of speech, constitution, the Bill of Rights, all that. There wouldn't be westernization. You wouldn't have beautiful, sprawling metropolises in Dubai or Singapore or South Korea or Japan or Canada if it wasn't for the United States paving the way and doing it first. But as we've seen... It just very recently, in the past two years, the United States has plummeted, has been subverted, has been hijacked, has been made a fool of with its fake elections, with its fake presidents, with its trans agenda. The rest of the world looks at the United States in disgust because of what we do to our children with this whole trans agenda and the amount of abortion that we revel in in this country. Well, that's what you do to babies, huh? Yeah, I love it. You love it, huh? Yeah, I do. Okay, I hope that you come to Christ, sir. Oh, I never go to Christ. I hope that you come to Christ, No, sir. I don't go to Christ. Yeah, you... I you, don't listen to Christ. You, you will have a darkened heart, sir. I do have a darkened yeah. heart, yeah. You have a darkened heart. I do, I do, very, very much and so. And you will stand yeah. before God in judgment yes, day? Yes, I will, day. every day. You will stand before God in judgment Yes, day. I will, every day. All of the babies that I you I love have it, killed. I love it. Yeah, keep tearing the babies Yeah, apart. I will. Keep tearing the babies I apart. will. And the Hollywood scum and the music industry, completely all of it, pushing satanism more and more and more in the fashion industry america folks if you haven't realized it yet if you haven't connected those dots yet satan runs america and it's and he's running it he she they them whatever satan identifies as running it right into the ground right before your eyes because to own the world to take over the world america has to be that first domino to fall I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. So subverting the churches. I mean, we all understand that institutional churches and institutional religions are um, corrupt. No matter what religion you're looking at. Because they all understand that if they can culture appropriate themselves as God, they can make money. But that's not f coming from the human being that's coming from that demonic frequency that's coming from that satanic influence that gets into the hearts of men that taps into the energy of one's consciousness and one's thought process and one's decision making and dot connectors we all know the real church the real way you connect to god it's not in some stained glass window building it's in your heart it's in your own Holy Spirit within you. The church is inside every single one of you. But for all of the institutional religions, whether it's the Catholic Church and the Vatican, completely corrupt from the top, whether it's some of the Jewish institutions, you can find a lot of corruption at the top, whether it's the Freemason institutions, you can find a lot of corruption at the top, because all these religions... Just like anything else, just like a corporation, just like an institution, just like a, a presidency, just like a music industry, just like a, a Hollywood movie industry, the churches are all essentially man-made, you know? So, due to it being man-made, Satan can slither its way in like a serpent with the wisdom and, and, and the slick tongue and 
inject itself into all of these institutions, no matter what religion you may think is the worst. There's corruption and there's satanic influences at the top of all of these corporate and institutionalized religious organizations. Flat out. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. That's one of the biggest ones right there. Convince everyone that the Bible is a myth. And we see that so much. We see that everywhere. We see everybody rejecting God. We see atheism on the rise. We see that, oh, humans just wanted to figure out what was going on, so they created God in their own mind. They needed something to worship, so we created gods. Another inverted idea. I mean, and it's completely pushed as the mainstream way to think. Darwinism. Darwin, we talk about Darwin on Connect Those Dots a lot. He was a transhumanist eugenicist that interbred with the Huxley family. And they had a giant family tree of eugenics. You can look it up yourself. Charles Darwin that they tell you to idolize and deify all the time, that they base all their stuff on, that they tell you, yeah, there's no God because Charles Darwin discovered evolution. There's no God because all of these different cultures had their different interpretations of God. So they just made it up in their own mind. And now, what's the new religions that they replace the Bible with, that they replace the real God with, that they distract everybody with, that satanic forces push upon, especially the youth and the weak-minded? The transgender movement is a religion. And if you blaspheme against it, you're attacked. The climate change movement is a religion. And if you blaspheme against it, you're attacked. The COVID pandemic, yes, it's a religion. They make you deify science. They throw out their patron saints out there like Fauci and Gates and all these people and they tell you how good the vaccine is and that it's going to save your life and that it's this magic potion that's going to save the world. That is a religion. That is a replacement of God. Making the science God. Making whatever sexual identity you identify with your God. Making the earth and the creation, worshiping the creation and not the creator with the whole climate change stuff. They're making that the new gods. And it's all a satanic inversion tactic. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And that's it. That just goes in, into even more. What's bad is good. What's good is lame. What's good is being a loser. You're not cool. We're anti-establishment because we're bad. But even though the entire world wants me to do bad, and I agree with everything that the corporations say, but I'm anti-establishment. But you're actually against the establishment. Oh, but you like Jesus and Sky Daddy, so, so you're a square. Because you don't like Satan and you don't have purple hair like me. Completely accurate, completely spot on, completely nail hit on the head here in this poem. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. So there it is. Authors, TV, movies. What do we see? Everything in it. Lewd, disgusting. I mean, the books that they give the kids in the schools. 
That's literally gay porno. It's literally porn comics that they give kids in the schools. And they give these porn comics awards. They give them New York Times bestseller, any sort of dumb, lame, fake award that you can imagine. These porn graphic novels that they give to elementary school students, that's what they call literature now. That's what they push in the schools. And then the, the movies and the TV show and the, the music, especially Cardi B, Megan The Stallion. I mean, the rap music that is made. Rap music is completely satanic. I'm convinced the modern rap music scene has just been overtly, blatantly, and like they push it in your face it is debaucherous, satanic hyper-sexualized, hyper-violence-glorifying, hyper-drugs and illegal activity and satanic, just, just the most sick, evil, gross, disgusting things that you can ever imagine just glorified constantly in this rap music. And this is what all the youth listens to. This is what the youth listens to. And the beats to the songs are all very low, vibrational, very dark, very ominous, very Halloween-type vibes. I'm always like, what? why does this sound like Halloween-type beats? Why does it sound like goblins and ghouls lurking in the night? Every single rap song is goblins and ghouls lurking in the night. And the lyrical content, if, if you can even understand the mumbling. If you can even understand the mumbling. It's heinous. And the movies. Just like that little kids movie that they had on Disney+. Plus. It's a Christmas movie. And the elves all run out and they hold signs up. And the signs say, I love you, Satan. And they, they're like, oh, sorry, we misspelt it. We meant to put Santa, but we actually put Satan. Even commercials. I saw like a phone commercial. And they're in a board meeting. And they're like, oh my god, is the boss coming? The boss is coming. The boss is coming. And then the boss walks into the boardroom. And it's and it's a depiction of Satan. It's a giant red horse dude with horns. And he's the boss of the cell phone company. And this is a commercial. So it's blatant. They say, oh, it's cute. It's funny. Ha ha ha. Lighten up. It's okay. But it's everywhere. And just another spot on parallel dot to connect from this poem here, Paul Harvey, If I Were the Devil. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. Self-explanatory. Big pharmaceutical companies glorifying of alcohol. There's the, the, the fentanyl deaths. Absolutely unbelievable. Hundreds of thousands of people just dying of fentanyl year after year after year. Hundreds of people pilled out through prescription pills. Needing psychiatrists. Psychiatrists say, oh, you have a problem. You have a mental illness. Take these pills. We have a customer for life. Castrating little boys and little girls with hormone blockers and trans surgeries. And hopefully, hopefully just convincing you to kill the baby in the womb before it even emerges into the world. That's what they could do ideally. But if they can't get you in the womb, they're going to get you with all these other things. So it just goes on and on. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. Attack on the family, how the teachers subverting, don't tell your parents about this. 
Don't tell your parents what we're what we're reading. Country at its own throat with race nonsense, Democrat versus Republican. I mean, it's it's just spot on because it's the work of the devil. This is what the devil is doing to us. This is what you have to be prepared for. This is what you have to know is happening. If you know the magician's trick before they do it, you're not going to be surprised by it. In football, if you know the play that the opposing team is going to call, you'll be able to minimize it. You'll be able to stop it. You'll be able to turn the tides. You need to know these things. I'm telling you these things not to scare you. I'm showing you these poems not to scare anybody, not to be a downer on this special Christmas episode. This is what you need to be fortified for moving forward because it doesn't let up. It only gets more and more subversive. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. We all know about the media. I think I I don't even need to tell you about that one. A dire warning. A dire warning. A dire warning. Dire new warning. Dire warning. Another dire warning. The situation is dire. A dire warning. Dire consequences. A dire warning. It sounds dire. What prompted this warning? We have a global emergency. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions. Just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, You'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. There's just so much right there. It's all about getting God out of everything and replacing it with these new deities that they create. Pornography, sexuality, being obsessed with sex and being a sexual degenerate, and the science. The science. Deifying, glorifying the science as your new God. Trust the science. See, that's a belief, right? What's, a re- what's religion? It's predicated on belief. So when they tell you trust the science, when they don't actually show you any science, when Fauci and all these people go up on the TV and they tell you, I am science, you obey my science, and you sit there and say, yes, Mr. Fauci, and you clap like a trained seal, you are now in the science religion because you're putting your belief into it. That's deep, bro. That's deep. I trust the science. The tri- the science is proven. You can't deny the science. You didn't do any of the science. What are you talking about science? You don't know anything about science. Because if you did know anything about science, you'd understand that you need to look into it and understand the facts behind something. That's science. So even their science that they tell you to worship is inverted. So everything is inversion. That's the theme of this poem. If I were the devil, I would invert everything that's why we live in an inverted world that's why everything they say is backwards i would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money pedophilia find your way into an institution where you can be a higher up where you can be a individual that is looked up to by young children 
and invert it and use it for your own gains. And we saw it through the churches. Now we're seeing it through the school system. These child predators understand that if they can get into the schools and they can say, oh, I'm a teacher, they can have access to children. That's why you see all these things like the Boy Scouts, like priests, like whatever it is. They understand that they're going to get access to children. They see it as an in for their own sadistic gains. And again, just more inversion. You go to church to be spiritual. You go to church to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Then you can get subverted. You can get attacked. You go to school to learn, to expand your knowledge. You can go there and get attacked. Any institution that a child is looking to have an adult as a superior child predators and people that are under Satan's control to understand this is all a satanic attack. Whether these people know it or not, they're under the control of Satan. They're going to get their access to children. They're going to subvert these institutions. And that's what we're seeing. And that's what was predicted in this poem. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. That one is so important. What does that sound like? That's your great reset. That's your own nothing and be happy. Take from those that have, that have achieved. Give to those that have not achieved and beg. Get everybody on the same level playing field. That's the global communist dystopia of Klaus Schwab. And the great reset that he has thought up. And it's right here predicted in this poem. The cashless society. The global communist revolution. The own nothing and be happy. Great reset. What'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. See, that one you have to think a little bit deeper about. Gambling. Not just going to the casino. Not just rolling some dice. Not just playing some blackjack. But what about all these stocks and bonds that people invest to that can go up or down with the way the wind blows? What about all these cryptocurrencies that all these people invest in? They say, this is your best way to get rich. And they go up and down with the way the wind blows. You don't know what's going to go up. You don't know what's going to go down. What about fantasy sports and all the sport betting? All these people glamorized and mesmerized by sports. I can have conversations with people. And they are so passionate. They are so knowledgeable. They know every single player on the Giants. And they know every... The, they, the plays that they run. And the, the backup squad. And they're passionate about the referee calls in a game. But you, if you mention any of this to them, their eyes just glaze over. They can't get passionate and juiced up about this. Because it's glamorized. And a lot of them bet on sports. But that whole gambling quote from this poem, it's not just going to Vegas and playing some poker. There's this gambling mentality everywhere you look and it's permeated throughout all of society. And they show you, this guy got rich. This one, this guy won a half a million dollars just betting with FanDuel or, created, or investing in this NFT or investing in this cryptocurrency. Don't you want to be rich? Don't you want to pour all your money into it and get rich? Get into this stock now. This stock is super hot. And it's all nonsense. Just like in the Wolf of Wall Street. He's like, it's a fugazi, it's a fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's fairy dust. It doesn't exist. It's not real. It's a fugazi, fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a 
fairy dust. But it's purposefully implemented to suck your energy. Yeah, maybe you can win a lot of money off this. But do you really know? Do you really understand what's going on here? Are you just being pressured into doing it? Do you know anything about cryptocurrency? I don't know anything about these things. I don't think the people that know even really know. Look at the FTX thing. Look at the Sam Bankman Freed thing. Look at the big tech stocks. Everybody's invest in big tech, invest in big tech. The big tech stocks are plummeting. I guess you can invest in war, though. I guess war is on the rise. So uh, <laughs> maybe that's a good gamble if you really actually want to make some money. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not recommending that or condoning that. But in the new year, looking like looking like war is on the rise. So maybe uh, invest in some uh, weapons companies. I don't know. Maybe look into them. Who knows? I'm not promoting gambling. <laughs> I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. So that's the thing, man. They call you an extremist. Oh, you're working too hard. Oh, you're you're too much of a you're too patriotic. Oh, you're a, you're a toxic masculinist. Oh, you're a prude. Lighten up a little bit. Snort this coke with me. Oh, you're really you're you're a really uh, pretty girl. Why don't you go on Instagram, and show off your ass? Why don't you make a TikTok? Complete moral decay. Complete moral decay. Oh, you're working too hard. Oh, you're stressed out. Take these pills complete lack of self-determination and it's on purpose it's on purpose to make weak people make weak-minded people the weaker the person the weaker the population the easier it is to subvert and control and destroy and satan's looking to destroy you that's what this is all about that's what this whole episode is about decay you drain you wither you into something that crumbles easily. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. Marriage is attacked. The divorces are higher than they've ever been before. The low percentage of marriage is... uh, The percentage of marriage is lower than it's ever been before. The idea of marriage is completely demonized. Permiscuity is promoted everywhere you look. You don't need no man. You an independent woman. And the guys, I want to get as many girls as I can. I got to get laid tonight, bro. And all the TV shows. Shows like Euphoria. There's another show on HBO. I don't know what it is with HBO. They're they're completely hijacked. They have a show called uh, Secret Secret Sex Lives of College Girls. And then they got that show Euphoria where it's like high school girls and high school high school people having sex and doing drugs and all depressed and everything's dark and everything's brooding and it's high school depictions. And then you see all these other, everything's about sex. Everything's sex, sex, sex. Honestly, when I watch a show, on the rare occasion when I do watch shows, I fast forward through the sex scenes. It, it does nothing for me. It annoys me. It creeps me out. I don't like seeing it. But every show just needs sex, sex, oh, show, show nudity, sex. Oh, we're going to show a guy's junk. Oh, well, look how shocking we are. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's annoying. But it's by design. These directors, they think that's what they have to do in their show. These writers, they think that's what they have to do in their show. They think that's what's going to make a new show. Um, they think that's what. They think that's what's going to make a show good. Because it's been ingrained in the society. 
But actually, the things that go against that grain, those are the things that people actually resonate with and people actually enjoy. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. Again, just more sexual debauchery. And we see this public nudity all the time. We see these so-called gay pride parades where dudes walk around dressed as women, dudes with full beards, they walk around with fake breasts, and they twerk right in children's faces. Things that would be unheard of just a few years ago, happening right before your eyes. Because this satanic agenda has always been around. As you can see, even in the 60s, this man was spot on. But now, we are in the acceleration period. What would take 5-10 years to implement back in the day? Now it's moving fast. Now you got it all. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. And there you have it. You just keep on doing what he's doing. And he's been doing it. And this is his time. We have found, we have found ourselves in the moment in history where the devil has his time to run rampant and test the children of God. That's what we have to realize here on this Christmas episode of Connect Those Dots. Those are the dots that we need to connect. But I think he missed a few. I think he missed a few in that poem, you know? If I were the devil, I'd have drag queen story time. If I were the devil, I'd have fake wars with foreign countries to create more death and destruction and make more money off corruption. If I were the devil, I'd create viruses in laboratories and spread them across the planet and then create even more deadlier injections and mandate them for people to take unlimited amounts of. If I were the devil, I'd open the border so I can create a more desperate and easier to manipulate population. This is all the stuff that we're going toward right now. If I were the devil, I'd ramp up nuclear war and I'd cheer it on on the TV and in the governmental or institutions. If I were the devil, I'd have a digital QR code that you have to show everywhere you go. If I were the devil, I'd have surveillance cameras everywhere on every square inch of the planet. If I were the devil, I'd have audio recording microphones in people's toasters and refrigerators listening to everything that they say. If I were the devil, I'd demonize gasoline and fossil fuels and ration people on energy while I fly around on private jets. This is everything that we're dealing with. Just more amplified. And it's not going to slow down. We are in the acceleration period. So, on this Christmas, I hope we understand that. I hope we realize that. I hope we have the armor of God upon us. I hope we have the Holy Spirit working in us so we can discern and know the enemy playbook and know the plays that they're going to run before they run them, before they snap the ball. And next episode, we're going to dive deep into that playbook. We're going to talk about all of the things that I mentioned that weren't mentioned in that poem. A lot is mentioned in that poem. Can you believe that he didn't get to all of it? But for next week's New Year's episode, we're going to talk about the top five biggest stories of the year 
and we're going to break them down. We're going to see how they started. We're going to see where they ended up, and we're going to see where they are going. So, dot connectors, always. God bless. Hug your family. Love each other. Enjoy this Christmas. Enjoy these holidays. Enjoy this festive energy that you can tap into and that through all of the evil things going on around you, you can still cut through it and prevail and see the good in the world because there is so much good in the world. We have so much love to give. But enjoy as much of these times as you can because with the way things are going, with the way the devil is accelerating, we really don't know how many Merry Christmases we have left. <laughs>